You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming to church. I can see from my iPad. You know, what happens when I put on my iPad? I immediately say, you want to join a wireless network? So I see all of you who are here. Uh, <laughs> one day I'm just going to read uh, your names out as I can see your Wi-Fi. If you want to hotspot someone, let us know. We can put it up. <laughs> but um, it's always really good to go to church on Sunday morning. Um, um, it's a gathering of family. It's a place to find strength and encouragement. It's your first time here at LifePoint. We welcome you. Um, God bless you. Ask the person next to you. Is this your first time at LifePoint Church? Is your first time at LifePoint Church? And if they say yes, so welcome them. Do the good. Make them feel welcome. If not, welcome them back. All right. Um, so five pillars of wealth, right? This is continuing in our discussion. I can see someone just shaking their head. No, that's not what I came to church for. <laughs> So five, so like, even if God told you to continue five pillars of wealth, Pierre, you're going to preach two messages today. One, how to find an awesome spouse, because that's what I prepared for. I didn't put on this lipstick just to come and hear any other thing. But yeah, so this message kind of made me a bit, I don't know what to say. Um, People like a bit excited, right? People, some people came to church super early today, really early. Pia, where are we praying before the service? Like, just 8.30. No, it's okay. Let's pray. You know, but I'd like us to read out of Genesis chapter 24. Um, by the way, we're going to discuss this this Sunday and next Sunday. <laughs> um, and and um, on October 1st, we will share breakfast together before service, 9 o'clock. I'm going to ask, and just as a culture, that if you can bring something to that service, if you can bring something to that service, it doesn't matter what it is, um, as far as uh, it's stuff that people can share. So 9 o'clock to 9.45, we will have breakfast together. And that service, uh, LifePoint Sexuality Series, perhaps the last one for this year, will discuss our faith and same-sex attraction. All right, yes. And, and someone's like, oh my God. <laughs> it was October 1st, and it's something that's a big deal in our world, a big deal in our city, and we'll look out of God's word. And so now that's a tricky one to invite people to write. You're going to say, oh, we're discussing same-sex attraction. Come to church. You know, the person's going to be like, what do you... So, but we've got cards out with how to find an awesome spouse, so you can just show them the side, and later they can see the side. But... <laughs> But we, we want to approach that service prayerfully, and we're trusting God uh, for an awesome time. We'll talk about it more next week, okay? Oh, by the way, you do know that Chosen, our musical, is this Friday, or oh, this, this, this Saturday and this Sunday. Um, I, I've, seen, I've seen some part of it. Um, it's fantastic. And I'm not just saying this because uh, as a pastor of the church, I should, you know, hype it. No, I've... It's better than all the other ones, all right? Uh, they've come to me. They've appealed. They've said I should do a small part. I'm still checking it out, you know, to see if I can. But it promises to be good. Two shows on each day, 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. We're asking Life Pointers to do two things. One, you see, there will be seats in this place, which are like the main seats. When you come, use your church mind. Do not sit down here. And the reason is because we want to sacrifice and give those who we've invited the privilege to have the best seats in the house. Somebody just says, Pierre, you are saying your own. I'm sitting. But just let God touch your heart. All right? Think about this. Somebody might go to heaven because of this, your act of kindness. So please give the best. So, so last two years or two sets in a row we've done VIP tickets. They have the small opportunity of being misunderstood. So this year we're doing tickets. We're just simply saying when people come in early, life pointers will, will wink at the ushers and say, give me a bad seat, you know, move it to the end. But it promises to be fantastic. Uh, we're trying to organize buses from schools. Uh, if you know somewhere where we should send a bus to, uh, please let us know. But it promises to be fun. But invite. The second thing, invite someone, someone who you've been trying to get to come to church. It's world-class acting, and this is not just because I'm in it. It's really good. All right, it's really good. Um, um, and the music this year is fantastic. All right? I've even seen some part of it. So there's, I, I, I don't spoil it for you, but it's really moving. Um, 
So bring handkerchiefs as you are coming. Um, there's, there's a love scene. They were standing around here. The guy was looking. I can't even tell you all the things. It's, but it's really nice. It's really nice. So it's chosen. There are flyers all around. Please take 10, 20, 100. You'll take as much as possible. Okay. So help me. Now, this is one service where, you know, it's also like just relax. Okay. Because I'm not, I'm not trying to preach a great message today. I do have um, a leading from God about what to say. I'm not, so it's for me, the emphasis is not about living here and feeling, oh, what a great message. If you ask around, people tell you, I preach good messages every now and then, all right? If you listen to my wife, maybe once a quarter, you know, (laughs) because shading me at home, like, why did you say it like that? Why? All right. God is my defender. But, okay, but I'm not trying to preach a great message, okay? I'm not even doing, I'm not even going to share tips on how to, uh, how to not pick up lines. I got married, what, 13 years ago, right? 13, are we? 13, 13 years ago. It feels like one, dear. One. Yes. <laughs> okay, I got married 13 years ago, so I'm, I'm not current with pick up lines. I don't know what people say anymore. All right, follow me. What do you guys say now? So, your mic is on, eh? <laughs> follow me. <laughs> Um, but I believe that, and I'll tell you why, but this decision about who you marry is a big one. It's an important. So if you're married here already, it's fantastic uh, to get encouragement from this. And I believe, I thought about that. If you're married here already, I believe God will speak to you. I believe so, okay? If you're not married or you found someone already, it's a beautiful opportunity to evaluate the choice that you've made. Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. Now, Abraham was old, well advanced in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house who ruled over all that he had, please put your hand under my tie and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying to your descendants, I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you are released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand on the tie of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. How to find an awesome spouse. And I've not finished reading. It's just a long read. So I just pause for dramatic effect. And <laughs> verse 10. Then the servant took 10 of his master's camels. And departed for all his master's goods were in his hands. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia. To the city of Nahu, and he made the camels, his camels kneeled down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. If you see those Bible scholars are going, mm, mm, it's like, well, I didn't get a revelation. Yeah, mm, the time when women go out to draw water. Then he said, Oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Um, 
Verse 15, and it happened before he had finished speaking that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Micah, the son of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. And now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin, no man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, came up, and the servant ran up to meet her and said, please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. And she said to him, drink my Lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. And she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man, wondering at her, remained quiet or silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. I'll stop there. God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Um, so this, you know, decisions we make about marriage um, determine a significant part of our destiny. So marriage is a joining of lives and of hearts. So when you decide that you're going to get married to someone, there are a lot of things that you automatically also decide. You decide who you're going to wake up beside or who's going to wake up beside you for most of the rest of your life. This morning, I woke up beside Ogochuku. Abi. And that is not just because when I was going to bed last night, I said, who will I wake up beside? No, because uh, years ago, she fell in love with me, arranged things, and then I fell in love with her. We got married. The rest is history. But that decision determined who 15 or 13 years later, who I woke up beside. Now, someone says, well, I can, I can live with that. It determines who will be the father or the mother of your children. When you think of your children that you're going to have, Falabi, two boys and two girls, who will be their mother? <laughs> you're going to, Falabi's just going to get up from this keyboard soon. You're like, it's like, who sent me today? I just, it determines what your children will look like. <laughs> will they be tall? Will they be short? Will they be fair? It determines who your will they be half castes? Will they be able to hold a key? Will they sing? <laughs> it determines who your in-laws will be. So I said that the married decision should be viewed as a recruitment for destiny. It's a recruitment for destiny. So we make that decision or that choice with destiny in mind. So I'm going to say this a couple of times today. My encouragement is that we will marry someone who, three things, will draw us closer to God. Number two, will help make me a better person. Number three, would help with the fulfillment of the things I want to achieve in life. So three things, okay? It draws me closer to God, helps me become a better person, and will help me achieve the goals that I have in life, or that God is leading me in life. So that's important. Um, oh, by the way, by the end, towards the end of my message today, I will speak to the men, specifically today about, you know, how to find an awesome wife. So, so guys, just get ready. Okay? Somebody says, no, P.I., start with that. Start with that. Let's do that now. But you know it's hard for two people who are traveling in the same car to end up in a different destination except one person disembarks. If two people get in the same car, and this is like regular stuff, not you know, the kind of things that happen in 
you know, those places in the West where people are disappearing and all. No, no, like regular, regular, you know, stuff. You know, two people in the same car will end up in the same place, except one person disembarks. I, I do need two people to help me with this uh, illustration I was going to use. Talk about your husband's not here yet. Now, I was going to use a couple, but I can't find any couple. Huh? Which one is it? <laughs> okay, so PFA, please come. Your wife has volunteered you. <laughs> come, let's, PFA, come. Let's just applaud PFA and his wife. Come on, come on, come on. Hurry, hurry. PFA, come now. We're to the front. PFA is one of our ministers. You're very, very... Uh, you put near, I was going to... You knew I was going to call. You see the white and red you were. Come, come. <laughs> Sweetheart. This is Bimbo. Bimbo is his lovely wife. I love, I love you too. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, when I had this illustration going on... Um, yeah, standing. You can't follow me. So he's the one you're marrying. Right? <laughs> Um, so I was talking to the leaders. I said, oh, okay, so my thought about this illustration was that I was going to use handcuffs. And then in between asking the leaders who has handcuffs and that discussion didn't go well. <laughs> if I went so bad, I said, no handcuffs. Somebody even <laughs> no, I won't even go there. It didn't go well. It didn't go well. The optics were no, it didn't go well. So we said, no handcuffs. Say rope, no even rope, okay? But I'm, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you to intertwine your hands. I say hair like that. And, and so, this is what happens when you get married. Is that there is a joining. Talk about going to get a husband. You see, there would have been one up there now, but you see what you have done. <laughs> Sit here with me, sir. <laughs> now, once you're joined together, so let's assume that this is the the wedding happens, you know, the big show. You all know it. Ashwabi, uh, three days or three months of planning, you know, guest list. Uh, uh, who sings, uh, who's that guy that sings slow, nice love songs? Sorry? Eh? Timmy, Timmy. They're Timmy. Yeah. He comes to the wedding. Femi has planned this secret. He sings. You're surprised. Ah! you're shouting, you know, then when you guys are dancing, you dance, you're sweating, like you will never dance again in your life. That's the way you dance, yes. That's the way he dances, yes. And then you're bound together. Now what happens with the two people is as follows. Is that they're setting things, let me hold that tight, be proud. <laughs> it's like I knew I shouldn't have come to church today. <laughs> they're setting things that Femi can do by himself. Let me smile. Yes. Um, you shake your head a bit, please. Yes. Can you just flick this, your lovely hair? Just one hand, just do that flick, please. <laughs> 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 okay, well, I didn't see that. Can you just flick your hair, please? Now, my point is, my point is, my point is this. There are certain things they can do by themselves. And independently. Femi, would you uh, move to the left a bit, please? <laughs> Just a bit more, please. Okay, in fact, uh, <laughs> um, you would notice that there are certain things that they cannot do by themselves. For example, I would say, Femi, would you go downstairs while Bimbo stays upstairs? <laughs> Femi, behave. Go downstairs. Bimbo, stay up. Bimbo, please. <laughs> Bimbo, please stay upstairs. I'm serious. No, no, no. Go back. You can't leave him, please. <laughs> and, and the point is very simple. It's very simple. And, and the handcuff would have been better, guys. But it's very simple that, that, that the only way they can go to different directions or end up in different destinations is if they 
break this bond here. If that, that's so, so that is the power. So wherever Bimbo wants to go, for Bimbo just just strut down the you know, show off your husband. Just she just wants to go that way, and Bimbo change your mind, do something else, go somewhere else. You know, anywhere she wants to go. <laughs> Anywhere that she wants to go, Femi, even though in his mind, says, this is not what I prayed for. I even worship properly today. How can this be my lot? But he has to go. Let's applaud the Aguades as they go back to their city. Thank you. Thank you. And so when two become one, some people say, ah, no, what do you mean by two become one? I'm still going to my work in Marina. My wife is going to Festac. We're not one. But that's what happens, is that there is a joining. It's hard for two people traveling in the same car to end up in different destinations. And so when you think of the choice of your spouse, understand that you are really speaking to the question, where will I end up, including heaven? This morning I was saying to myself, you know, yourself and your spouse most likely will have the same destination after. It's very likely. Let me tell the person next to you, this is not a joking matter. It's not a joking matter. It's not a joking matter. So, so I said a three-way test. This person who you marry must, or who you choose, this awesome spouse that we speak about, firstly, must draw you closer to God. And I think this whole question to deal with first, why must I even marry someone who is of a similar faith? It's a practical question I just want to deal with. Because it's someone who is of like faith who can help you on your walk with God. And this is, to be honest, whether you are in service today, you are Christian or not, understand that you know, differences in backgrounds interracial marriages, marriages between people of different social backgrounds can be challenging enough. Just the fact that you say, ah, no, uh, simple things, like, oh, when we're in Ibadan, we use our hand to eat the amala, and we pour all the, the, the green soup, I know what it's called, you pour it on top of the amala. And the guy's like, I grew up in America, we don't do this. We always use cutlery. Those kind of things can bring such tension and conflict in a home, tall class of your faith. The Bible says in Amos 3.3, can two walk together except they be agreed? So what happens is that love can draw two people together, but it's agreement that keeps them together. Agreement that keeps them together. Your responses to God, your ability to follow God, it will either be constrained or enhanced by the person that you marry. So that your, your responses to God, either enhanced or constrained by the person you marry. Remember years ago, my pastor was teaching, he said, look, marriage is a school of character. One of the reasons why people get married is so that your character will improve. You think you have patience. When you marry, your patience will be tested. I tell you, look, you're going out with a lady. She's taking her time to do makeup, adjust wigs, change three dresses. You know, as if you're going out, you're dating, you just, you, you just chest all those things. You just take it in. It's part of the... When you get married... Hmm. I'm not saying that people have kept me waiting. No, not really. <laughs> we, just, we just go with different cars now. <laughs> but, and then you add children on top of it. So the demands of a Christian home will respond to the development of the fruit of the Spirit. And this is important to lay as a foundation for the person who says, must I marry a Christian? If you're a Christian, most advisable. Because even the standards of your homes, because your faith and your values 
will drive the standards by which your home will be run. Will we, as a family, will we tithe or not? As a family, as people who are married, are we allowed to see other people? So I hear that they do it nowadays. So it's, it's an open, 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 open marriage. So, so you so, oh dear, I'm just going to go down the road. I'm not coming home tonight. Oh, I'm just going to sleep with Felicia. Oh, that's really good. My regards to her. <laughs> the devil is at work, man. <laughs> but, but you have to, because it's in, in but you're laughing. It's, it's, but you know it's a fact. And why I say this is because not all of us here, you know in Lagos, of course if you say that kind of thing, your friends will slap you. But not all of us here are going to remain in Lagos. Some of you might end up in New York. And then when your colleagues are saying, oh, it's just an open relationship, your eyes might open and say, eh, there's such a thing. The person you marry and marrying someone of like faith ensures that you are both reading out of the same playbook. So when they say open relationship, no, it's not like that. I just look at it here. See, here. Would we, who would we worship? When we have an issue, and someone says, I know a Baba in Ijebode. And you'll say, mm, mm. As if, but it's the reality of life that you will sometimes face things which require both of you to decide where would we find help. In the past, God has always been intentional about marriages between his people and people who were not or were from other nations. He was always, always very particular. I like Solomon's story. Now, you all know Solomon's story. If I read out for you 1 Kings 11, 1, you'll recollect some of the things. But King Solomon loved many foreign women. As well, this is in addition to the foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn your hearts after their gods. Scripture says Solomon clung to these in love. Solomon said, my heart is overflowing. I can't, it's, I'm in love. Follow me, have you in love? <laughs> You're in love, have you? <laughs> when the keyboard told you he wasn't playing today, he thought he was joking. <laughs> the Bible says Solomon clung to these foreign women, different nationalities. All sorts of different places. Let me tell the guy next to you. you Got to focus, focus, focus. Uh, Bible says in verse three, and he had seven hundred wives. Finding a wife is not that difficult. <laughs> this brother had seven hundred princesses and three hundred concubines. I'm going to just focus because I, I, could, I could actually divert here. Who had the rooster? How were these things organized? What, how did it work? Did they have numbers? Did he know? But we just stay still. And the Bible says, and his wives turned away his heart. So when I think of finding an awesome spouse, understand that this is not... Just about who would they put on Instagram with you. Mm-mm. It's not who would dance with you down the aisle. Look, those things are nice, but are not the matter. It's about where your heart and your life will end up. You know, they talk about, and this is both directions. Okay, so when we talk about the man being the head of the house, you understand there's something called positional leadership. When you, those who study leadership will tell you the lowest form of leadership. And that leadership is really about influence. You didn't, I mean, Solomon's wives determined where Solomon's heart ended up. So, 
when they say you're looking for an awesome spouse, I don't believe that the person must be a pastor. Pastors are good people. But you know I'm not a pastor at home, right? Ah, no, I'm not a pastor at home. I can't, I can't, I'm not, when I go home, I'm not August pastor. Right? Otherwise, the dynamics of the relationship don't work. I'm not saying that he or she must be the most spiritual person. But I'm saying, is their heart inclined to God at all? By the way, (laughs) you know, the person you love has significant influence over you. You know that. I mean, guys, you know how that after falling in love with someone, you know, months later, after she's now dumped you and everything, months later, you can you just be looking, how, how stupid was I? How? My whole salary. Money I've not even sent to my mother. You, you... I'll come back to this. Does this person make me a better me? This is important. I find little things like respect, like courtesy. If they're not opening the door for you now that you are dating, no hope. He's not going to open the door later. It's not, and I'm not putting the moral shades to it to say people who open the door, uh, you know, I opened the door for my wife. Special locations. Uh, at night, when we go out at night, as a rule, I do that one. You show people around, you know, protective, come from. But as a regular, everyday something, I'm a Benin man, I'm coming there, right? But I, so when we go out at night, I make sure I be, I try, I try most of the time. I get you into the door, da 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 da. Then special occasion, I'm both dressed up and wearing the suit, tuxedo, of course, you have to do that. But when we were dating, I, was in, I didn't even have a car, so we couldn't really test that. So all the guys who don't have cars, like, yes, yes, yes. Does this person make me a better me? Let's even start, no, feelings are fleeting, but let me start by, how do you feel beside the person? When you leave their prayer, I'm not saying where you're feeling dizzy, uh, your body is shaking like, no, no, not that, that one. But do you feel like a, like, do you feel a guy, a guy, do you feel like a king? Is there a bounce in your step? Do you, do you suddenly want people to see you with this person? I can't understand why you are trying to marry someone that you are ashamed of. It, it doesn't really make sense. Will they love me? Do they love you now? And I say to people who are planning to get married that you need to develop the practice of love without romance or sex. Because for some force and sometimes, the definition we have of love is that it has to be romantic or it has to involve sex. Does this person make you a better person? Are they considerate? Are they thinking of you? When you and little things, when you tell them stuff, do they remember? Do the things which matter to you matter to them? Do they come back to you and say, Oh, you know that matter you were talking about the other day? I gave it some thoughts. Do they defer to you? Do they treat you with good manners? And, and, and men, you do know that women are not sex tools. Women are not, that's not the, they're not objects of sexual pleasure. And at the same time, men are not ATMs. They're having a service by themselves on this side. I'm just going to continue. Because there are cultural
cultural adjustments that need to be had. When I was growing up, there was a very transactional uh, 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 philosophy about I give her money, I spend on her, so she must sleep with me. And I, I still can't understand where we go, so, which is where you hear things like, ah, after all the money I spent on her. So she didn't agree. She didn't agree. It's, it's, a, it's a transactional thing. Do they challenge you without project managing you? Now, because they are project managers, the child with project managers, they move on from project to project. And I'm not talking about someone who controls you, who wakes you up in the morning at five and says, have you prayed? No, let's pray now. Then, uh, have you brushed? No, you're not brushed. What toothpaste are you? That, that's not known. There's something wrong with that guy. Just leave him alone. All right. But I'm saying, do they, do they feel... Do, do they willingly invest in you? Do they challenge you? When you? For a guy, when you leave there, do you feel, my God, I want to be the best man I can be? For a lady, do you feel I want to be the best woman I can be? Because true love is ex- exhibited in sacrifice, in giving, in vulnerability. Do I feel bigger, better, more hopeful? Do they trust or treat me with honor, with care, with respect? Does this person make me a better person? I, 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 you know, we say this all the time. If, you, if, if, the, if the person is insulting you already, you're, you're not even married. They're already insulting you. In some cases, they're beating you already. They might, it's unlikely that they will make an awesome spouse. Some people say, ah, but my parents used to fight like this. But you are not your parents. A lot of people end up marrying, and I say this often, it's interesting, and I see this in my life. A lot of us, the picture of the person who you would marry, a lot of times you, you, you don't know how close it is. It's almost an approximation of your father or your mother. For the guys, some of them, are thinking of their mother when they're looking for a wife. And it doesn't really matter whether you thought your father was good or bad. Sometimes it's just how the mind works. The, the prevalent mental model you have of who an ideal man is. Does this person even contribute to my happiness? So I said to people, look, if you can, try and marry somebody who is happier than you. If you can, or at least as happy as you are. Because the law of averages. So if you know that you're not a happy person, if you now add somebody who is even less happy, your home will not be very happy. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. And your children will grow up. So you, you need to say, is this a better, this is a recruitment for destiny. I was saying to somebody yesterday, Will people think differently about this whole decision if the government banned parties and wedding events totally? Say, we think it's a waste. The economy is like this, like this. In fact, God has revealed it. Just this is going to move forward. No more parties. No more Ashwabi. If you want to marry, just go log on to the federal government site of marriage. You will put your name, put your other person's name, your parents do, your pastors do. Online, you get a form. Will it change the way we think about marriage? Will you, will you just say, uh, we're going to get my, say, hey, have you, see, the software is not hanging to this, fine. So I just go, say, log in. Caleb Ekbayong. Uh, I was going to mention the name, but I don't know how you are going these days. So, X, 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 click, click, pastor click, government click, print our form for you. Because what that will force you to do is to face the reality of the decision that you're making. Ecclesiastics 4 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their lives. I'm going to continue from here next week because I want to speak to men. I want to speak to men. In the scripture we read, the Bible says that Abraham sent his servant. says, look, There is a place where you cannot take a wife for me from. There's a place where you cannot take my son 
two. When I look at the men in this house today, I'm looking at fathers. I'm looking at people who will be leaders in our community in the coming years. I'm looking at people who will head parastatals, people who will preach. Come back in 15 years. How do you think Falabi will be? All, you know, beards everywhere. All this jumping and wearing waistcoat. He would have cooled down by that time, you know. Little kids, you know. Doing awesome thing. Probably won a Grammy, you know, or two. You know. And acknowledge his pastor on the thing. <laughs> at his church. But one thing that struck me. A couple of things that struck me as this servant goes. The Bible says he, he says to Abraham, this is an impossible task. But okay, I'm going to go. He swears. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to try and find for you an awesome spouse. So he heads to the place where Abraham says he should go. And the Bible says he says to God, do X and Y. Just read... Um, He says, if she will give me to drink, I would know. And maybe the first thing to say to the guys is to engage the power of prayer. Because Abraham says, the Lord will send an angel before you. In fact, the servant begins to say that, you know, I... I in one translation says, I will know that God has been walking behind the scenes. So I don't know if there's a guy here who has been trimming his beard, trying to get his, his hairstyle on point, trying to understand fashion, trying to understand how to talk to a girl, but has not yet prayed. Help me ask a guy beside you, have you sent angels ahead of you? Because this decision is not one that you can make with the inf- just the information available to you. This decision is not one that you can make with just the information that you have available to you. He says, I will send his angel. He will send his angel before you. And so the guy says, okay, fantastic. Let's do this whole thing. He gets to a place where has an encounter with Rebecca, and I'm going to read that scripture. The Bible says in verse 21, Genesis 24, and the man wondering at her remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. In my notes, I've said for men, would you please find a woman that makes you wonder? A woman that makes you wonder. And this is important. A woman who genuinely makes you wonder. Not one who makes your friend wonder. Not one that impresses the people around you. Because you know there is a way you can discuss with your friends. And so there is a speck, if I may use, Philip, that's the right word, a speck, right? You have a speck? Okay. There's a speck that is, ad, is admittable in your clique. But there is a lady who is not that speck. And she makes you wonder. She, there is something that the Bible says the servant, in fact, the Bible says he kept quiet. So I said to men, would you find a woman who stimulates something that is beyond just the physical and just what the eyes can see? The Bible says that Adam, when he woke up and looked at her, he, pers- he knew there was something that had come from within him. There was a connection from within him. So does this woman pull goodness out of your heart? Does she, is there, a, is there some sense of 
destinies. There's some sons of, you know, something beyond just the normal. And I assure you, but not every woman will do it for you. The Bible says he kept quiet to observe. And so between prayer and finding someone who wondered, <laughs> Caleb, could we try with those boxes very quickly and round up with that this morning? I say that you have to, for the men, you have to get to the place where you prioritize content versus just packaging. I'm coming where you are. I'm coming where you are. Sam, you might need to help me. I know you've been wanting to be here. Come, let's... I say to people, I mean, anybody who's here has talked to me about marriage before, a young man, you know that I say to you, you must look for a woman who has a good heart. Because you need to look for a fine woman. I mean, if you, if you, and you know this is a fact. If you see my wife, you know I didn't just enter the market and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I looked for a fine woman. And the interesting thing is that my wife gets finer every year. You know, every year. I contribute to that refinery process but okay so Sam I've got three boxes for you I don't touch relax control yourself this is a big box red ribbon you like red ribbon but this was this box is very this box look oh this has shiny shiny on it this looks like a local box Sam Wrapped in newspaper. Ah, oh, Sam. <laughs> You're an artist. I know. Don't touch. Relax. <sighs> this box has this box is very professional. But I said to Sam, look, in these three boxes are three different amounts of money. One box contains a million naira in cash. Or well, that's ten thousand dollars. That can go into all the boxes. One box contains one dollar. One box contains a hundred dollars. Sam, choose. You take the big one. <laughs> We're an honest person, so you naturally just take the big box. Okay, why would you take the big box, Sam? You like big, big boxes. <laughs> What? No, no, but hang on. IBK. <laughs> Why would you take the big box? It looks more attractive. It looks more attractive. But you know, Sam, this is what I love about Sam. He's just terribly honest. Okay, but that's the thing, Sam. Is what I'm saying to the men. That, but what if it only has a dollar in it? What if it only has a dollar in it? So, so let's try this again, Sam. So what should we do? You want to shake the boxes? <laughs> oh, no, no, but because I have that in my notes. But you would like to shake it. But... And you hold this. And, and that for me was something that was interesting as I thought about how men go about finding a wife. Well, that you can have a spec, but that, you know what comes, I mean, I found out these days that packaging changes with time. And that even this box that looks... <laughs> I'm not even going to mention it, but I'm just, I'm just going to move on. Even this box that looks like it came from a local place. With newspaper and all. No, hang on, I'm going somewhere. If this box had $10,000 in it, we could take one of those dollars and repackage the box. 
So we could even take two and, and send, we could even send the box abroad with $1,000 and repackage it totally. We could gold trimming some. So I think you might, this box is a good box. I'm not saying this big box that you like is a bad box. But I'm saying that we need to develop as men an ability to look beyond the packaging. Because you know the packaging is hot nowadays. Have you seen the wigs? <laughs> and Sam, I, and this is a good, this is fantastic conversation. And we're going to, look, Sam, there are ladies in our church that I have walked past because I didn't recognize them on Sunday. <laughs> when I saw them on Thursday, the hair was like this. Sunday, it's a different style. Sometimes makeup, ah. Oh. And therein lies one of the most important things for men. <laughs> Shake the box. So I said to men, attraction is fine. I like, and, I, and I love how you are immediately attracted to that which is, because yeah, it's logical to think the bigger box may have bigger content. But that going beyond just the packaging is important. So I said to Samuel and all the young men, you're single, okay? Um, would you treasure a good heart and prioritize a good heart over cleavage? <laughs> would you look for a woman who gives you inspiration? You know that church can I speak? So you know inspiration ranks higher than an erection, right? You know that. You're just knowing. No, because there are women that you will meet and you know you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You are. I see you like big boxes. You're filled with the Holy Ghost, right? But you get to a place and you're like, Father, I'm in church. Because everything about you is moving, right? But Sam, there's a woman you would meet. You would talk to her today or tomorrow. You would find that when you are doing your work on Tuesday, you are, you are acting at a higher level of intelligence because you want to impress Neka or whoever her name is. You... you, you You'll find, I mean, and it's happened to me before, there's some fluidity with which you write certain love poems. You know it's not natural. You know they didn't teach you this in literature. You're writing, thou art the rose. The rose that is finer than the hibiscus. Cannot, as you write, you know you didn't, these things are in, this inspiration. Would you see if she's on God's side? This is just the size of what is behind. And I say this because the narrative for who an awesome spouse is, if you listen to our music today, it's about the backside, the front side, what she can do all night long, and very little else. And so you find that without, without meaning to, you are programmed to think of women like that. And so every time it comes, ah, it's a big box, a big box, take a big box. When you take it, you say, my, ah, have you seen the girl? Big box, follow me, big box. <laughs> just, a, just a dollar. This decision is about recruitment for destiny. I said to Someone the other day said, guys here, if you had seen Olajumoke, the bread seller, you wouldn't even look twice. Local bread. It's driving your AC. They touched that girl's life. When you see her picture now, you look, ah. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> 
package it matters. But be clear about what is in the heart. Let's thank Samuel. You take all the boxes. We can only choose one. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for Samuel. Two last things. I like the fact that the Bible says that the servant went to the well in the evening when the women of the town come out to fetch water. The servant did not go to the field where men were working. He did not go to the well in the afternoon. I like the fact that the servant understood social dynamics. He went to the place where what he was looking for could be found. I like the fact that the servant had enough confidence to walk up to a lady he had never met before and say, would you give me water to drink? So I say to young men, I say to men who are looking for an awesome wife, is would you trust in God? So you have prayed, you understand the place of sending your angels ahead of you. You understand that you are, you're looking for a woman who would make you wonder. You understand that there is a need for you to go beyond just what is on the outside. To understand who this person is. But I find that a lot of people don't have the confidence and the skill to show up. Because Rebecca wasn't at the well just because there was no water in their house. When you read the story, you realize that she, um, her family was quite wealthy. So I said to men, would you develop the confidence and the skill to show up? Now, I'm not going to talk about methods because I know different things work for different people. Uh, next week, I'll talk, about, I'll talk about the importance of friendship. I'll talk about the law of recognition. And I'll also talk about, um, and I'll talk to women. And I think at the end, we will pray. We'll pray about our marital destinies. We'll pray. If you know anybody who's looking for a wife or husband, ask them to come to church next Sunday. We're not going to be pairing people. We're just going to pray. But I found, so what would have happened if the servant didn't say hello? There are too many men who have found a woman who makes them wonder, but cannot, cannot just say hi. Don't you know that you are the child of the king? Don't you know that you carry destiny, young man? It does not matter whether you do not understand what the logo on her bag means. In your father's house, streets are paved with gold. Are you, and this is important for me to speak to men, that to develop confidence is bigger than just a married decision. You will need confidence to parent children. You will need confidence to take the mountains that God is bringing before you. You will need confidence to trust in God. You will need confidence to start new businesses. May I say that I recognize the fact that there seems to be all sorts of amazing pressure upon young men today to be something that they are not. If you live on this side of the city, 
it can be a bit intimidating. And I speak freely, it can be a bit intimidating, you know. And men are not, I don't think guys are friendly to guys, so it's tough. You're driving your small, humble car, guy in the G-Wagon just looks at you. No compassion for a brother, nothing. The Bible says he stepped up to her. I know they say to us, oh, the men need to come and paint a picture. And that's important. But I I think that beyond that is the ability to show who you are. The ability to show who you are. I think for too long, we've told men that you are not good enough. By the way we talk, by the way we treat them. When I prepared for the message this morning, God began to say to me, remind me how, but ever so often in the Old Testament, New Testament, that he would promise people things within walking distance. He would promise people things within walking distance. So I'm saying, and this is interesting, so I said, you know, and he said, look, all the patriarchs, when I said I'm promising you a land, they could walk there. They could find it. They could, and he started saying to me that too many people think that what I have planned for them maritally is far away. You're in a choir that has 50 members, 70% women. It's not far away. It's not far away. You have 2,000 friends on Facebook. It's not far away. I told them a story yesterday. I end with that story. So it's interesting that Ferrari says she got married when she was 21. I don't know if that's even legal. But Ogo and I got married mid-twenties. And I said, you know, I keep saying, I said this story, how when I met my wife, I didn't have, I didn't have a passport yet. I grew up in Benin. You don't need a passport if you're in Benin. Okay? <laughs> if I was in Lagos, I'd have a passport. I didn't have a passport. I didn't own a car. By the way, she didn't also have a passport and she didn't have a card. Now I say, let me just balance the story. Okay. I had a job. I didn't even have a flat yet. And I don't know how much of a story I told her. Because when they tell men, you have to paint a picture. The guys are like, share the picture that I know that I will paint. I the guys, to be honest, I didn't know I was going to pastor a church. I didn't know I was going to do the things. I, I can't even remember half of the things I said to her. I know you can't remember all of them. But the things which I knew, I took confidence in God to speak to her about. Oh, she made me wonder. I liked her. She's a very nice, very nice girl. She already knew me from the university. I was hot stuff in the university. She already knew me in the university. And so I think she then got somebody to introduce us and all that. I don't like thinking of all this. Stories. <laughs> but, but I liked her. And, so, and it was simply about me being there. <laughs> I tell people, I have to, everyone sent the band. Look, eh? At the time, I was working for Akintola Williams, right? Deloitte. Akintola Williams was, the, was an indigenous, the biggest indigenous accounting firm at the time. She was working for a firm called At Anderson. They were the most professional, most arrogant accountants in the country. They were away people. All of them used to speak with accents, even if they schooled in Nigeria. And I can't forget... 
going, look, I to enter one, so I mean, as God, I will arrange things. I've gone out, sent my angels ahead. So by the time we met, came back to Lagos. We had met at the Presbyterian Church, Yaba, going to Joss. Came back to Lagos. I think the next job we're both put, posted to, at least from my side, I know I didn't work it. It was First Bank Marina, right? It was First Bank Audit. AfriBank Audit. Right? I don't know if she worked her own on her side to be on the same job with me, but did you work your own? Okay, let's just assume she didn't work it. God, that's how it is. God sent us together for one month, the same building. Angels had gone ahead. And see, we had different audit rooms. And I tell you this, I'm not lying to you. To move from the Akintola Williams audit room to the Arthur Anderson audit room, not just to come and bring paper or ask for a file, but to come and check out one of their girls was an act of faith. <laughs> I'm not joking. You know how in life when people are looking at you, in your mind you already know how they are looking. You just think, you, but as far as I'm concerned, all those guys there looked at me bad. All of them. And to be honest, I still don't know what she saw. And I've been honest with you. And so, so I said to the guys, look, don't, I don't think you have to, I think you, you know, I don't think you have to become someone who you are not. Uh, I said to them yesterday that, you know, counterfeits exist because the original is there somewhere. I believe that there are tons of young men in our church who are husband material and a half who are filled with the Holy Spirit, who are growing in wisdom, who are preparing themselves for a great destiny. And I assure you, women, I'll talk about it next week. When you see these men here in 10 years, you would not recognize most of them. I assure you. And it's perhaps the same thing with you. So God's word to someone this morning, a guy this morning, what God has promised you is within walking distance. Someone needs to spend time praying this week, sending angels ahead. Next week, like I said, we'll, we'll try to wrap this together. Um, I'll, I'll do a recap and talk about the law of recognition, where friendship comes into this matter. Um, I would, yeah, I'll talk about values also and, and how you pick up things. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.